Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hello, friends. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello. So as always, I am joined by my fabulous co-host, Kate Sitars. Hello, Kate. Hello. And today, Kate and I have the pleasure of being joined by one of our Star CCA students, one of our Next Level Mastermind members, and a fantastic copywriter and uh, and, and agency owner, uh, Chris Stennett. Hey, Chris, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. Um, and really, I think that the first question I ask you every time I see you, and I have already asked it for full transparency, but Chris, where are you today? Uh, so I'm currently in Klagenfurt in Austria, so Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Uh, and we will mm-hmm. dig into that shortly in a moment. But Chris is Chris is living the digital nomad lifestyle. So if traveling while working is something that is appealing to you, this is definitely an episode that you're going to want to, to keep listening to. Um, but let's kind of go back to the beginning. Um, Chris, what got you interested in copywriting? So I actually joined um, the CCA because I was looking for the digital nomad dream. Um, before the pandemic, I was on sabbatical in Costa Rica and uh, I was in the rainforest there, turtle hatchery, really good time. And then I flew home for the pandemic and was locked in my spare room. And whilst I was there, I was like, oh, I really don't want to go back to the office. I want to get back to traveling as much as I can rather than you know, relying on a few weeks holiday every year from an employer. And um, it just so happened that one of my friends was rewriting his website He's a carpenter by trade and um, he's, he's not that good at spelling, like good at grammar. And uh, being an office boy and a reader, I've always been able to turn a phrase. So he was like, you know, can you can you help me with this? And he gave me the work and I said, yes, I'll do it as I've, as I've got some time. And uh, I rewrote that. He recommended me to another friend. And then I, I started doing a little bit of that kind of on the side, just tidying up some grammar for some people. 
someone said, oh, have you thought about doing this full time? And, you know, I gave the response, now nah, writers don't really make any money. And um, someone pointed out to me, like, actually, they can. So I looked into it more and I was like, yeah, you know, I've, I've got time with the pandemic and I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. So I might as well uh, see if I can do this. And so shortly after joining the CCA and getting started, I was like, you know what, I'm, I've got savings and I've got uh, kind of a ball rolling here. I think we're just going to hand my notice in and see if I can make it happen. And uh, obviously I have. So it's been all good. That's terrific. Yes. Um, was there any any hesitation as you thought, all right, I'm, I'm just, did you kind of jump in with both feet or was there some hesitation? What what was going through your mind as you were making that decision? Um, so the, the first hesitation for me was joining a course um, because I did what everyone does and went on YouTube and uh, read a few free articles and I was like, oh, I could spend forever trying to learn from different people or I could you know, try and sign up for a course and learn the whole thing, um, like in, inside one system. And my only hesitation was, you know, do, do I invest in it? Am, am I that sure that I want to do it? And then my second hesitation for leaving my employment was like, oh, that's the pandemic. No one knows how the world's going to be. And it sort of, you know, I decided to just back myself and have a go, knowing that I could probably try and find a job within logistics, which is what well, my career was in, I could probably try and find another job in logistics if it all went to pot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and how has it worked out for you? <laughs> Absolutely terrible. Uh, <laughs> so um, obviously I'm, I'm digital nomading now. I didn't start digital nomading for about 15, 16 months once the pandemic had died down and uh, Europe had stopped going into lockdown every five minutes. I kind of decided to um, go away and, and start and see what happens. And yeah, I've been traveling ever since. That's fantastic. What has it been like for you to, to build up a customer base as you've been traveling? Interesting. So, uh, you know, I, I, I had a few contacts that I started with who, who I'd done a little bit of writing with, and I started reaching out to other contacts that I already had already networked with previously and said, you know, do you need anything? Other people found me on LinkedIn who were like, Kristen, are you doing this now? Can we have a chat? And um, it's it's been a bit of a learning curve in terms of building a client base because I made the mistake of trying to rely too much on one customer at the beginning. Um, and I think since I kind of moved away from that, it's been a lot better in terms of job satisfaction and also getting more work because you, you're forced to go out and speak to different people and figure out what different companies want rather than just being very good at one company's uh, requirements. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, since you had a background in logistics, correct me if I'm wrong, but you worked with a lot of people within the logistics field, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you, because I think people find like, there's always that hesitation of like, how, how do I find clients? Where do I find clients? Who the heck's going to hire me? Um, but can you speak to kind of using that previous experience you had to then land these these sorts of clients? Yeah, so I think what a lot of people don't understand is how how well educated they are in their industry. Even if they've only been in it for you know a year or a couple of years, they probably know more about the industry than 95% of the copywriters out there. So if you're a good copywriter and you also know the industry, then chances are that you're going to be in a prime position to use that. 
Um, when I first started, I wasn't niching so much. I had one client in logistics and I was really uh, playing the field everywhere else. And I've had quite a lot of fun with that. Um, but since I've narrowed in a little bit more on the logistics side of things, I found that it's it's a lot easier to convert clients because I'm able to, well, I know what they need, first of all. And uh, second of all, I'm, I know how to approach that conversation a lot better. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what have been some of the, what have been some of the unique challenges of trying to do your, trying to build your business um, while you have been traveling? Fitting it all in. <laughs> so uh, just, just, uh, I mean, I'm, at first I made the mistake of trying to do everything at once. So um, in the last couple of weeks, I've, I've driven from the bottom of Spain all the way through Spain, France, Italy to get to here. It's it's a lot, and it's a lot. It's very mentally taxing. And I think if I, a couple of years ago, I would have still tried to do a full week's work on top of that. Um, and you know, I'm a, I'm a very sporty person as well. I'm, I'm here for an Ironman event, and I, I also would have been trying to do all the training on top. And as time's gone on. I've got a lot better at knowing how how much I'm actually going to be able to do rather than just being like, you know, I'm going to work full time on top of everything else that I've got going on. Um, I think that's been my biggest, uh, not mistake as such, but my biggest hurdle has been making sure that I've set those expectations with myself rather than being like, I can do everything instead of being like taking a step back and saying, no, what can you actually do? Because you're not going to set yourself up to fail later that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> of those three things: driving across country and working and doing an Ironman. I think I'm gonna sign up for one. <laughs> I'm curious too, just in in terms of you know, I think when people think digital nomad, we think like I'm gonna have so much free time and I'm be out and about and sitting by the beach. And of course, mm-hmm. there is some of that. Obviously, if you're you want to see the places that you're visiting, but I'm curious in terms of how you structure your days. And I know it's different for everyone, but how how you fit in client calls? Do you do work in the morning and then you take a break and then do more work again? Or what what does it look like in terms of actually fitting it all in, making sure you are able to enjoy your time in each place that you're in? So uh, it depends on where I am. So when I was in, in Georgia, like Asia, Georgia, not US Georgia, I was four hours ahead of the UK, which is brilliant because the majority of my clients are still there. And I've got some that are on Central Eastern, uh, sorry, Central European time, um, which is only an hour ahead. So up until about 12 o'clock, I was okay. I didn't have any clients calling me or messaging me, no meetings, and I could get all of my deep work done in the morning. And then I would have client calls in the afternoon up until about five. And then I would do the rest of my day myself. Um, So I've kind of stuck with telling clients that these are the windows that we can have um, meetings in and doing my deep work before then. And then no matter where I am in the world, I've I've stopped trying to do meetings across the full nine to five day where I am and instead try and fit it in just a couple of hours and then fit my work around whatever I want to do. So if there is an event on in town, then I can go do that. If I know that the weather is going to be really bad in the morning, I know that I can schedule a bike ride for the evening instead. Um, and I like to keep my flexibility and white space around my calendar to make sure that I can still have a choice nearer the time, even though I'm still trying to fit in everything that I need to do to move myself and the business forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. 
Well, and I think it's important for everybody to hear that whether they want to be digital nomads or not. Say that. <laughs> yeah, because you have set up, you've set boundaries in your business that make sense for you and make sense for your schedule. Um, but that's certainly something that that all of us can and should be doing, protecting that time that is your deep work time and then scheduling your client, your client calls for only a, a specific window. And I think sometimes we're uh, afraid to do that because we're, well, a client needs to talk to me. I don't want to tell the client no, but it most of the time when you talk to a client and say, I'm sorry, I don't have that time available. Can you do, you know, whatever X time? Um, they're perfectly happy to do that. And it's not, you're not putting, putting upon a client or, or making things difficult for them. You're, but you are also making things easier for you, whether you are traveling the world as Chris is, or whether you are working from, from your kitchen table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I think we, I think we've all made the mistake of being too available for everybody. But for me, that kind of tied into also not having boundaries with myself as the employee of the business. Um, so we talk a lot in our circle about being the CEO of your business and the CEO of your life, making a lot of decisions. And I think that with that kind of um, viewpoint, we we put too much pressure on ourselves. We need to have that kind of employee relationship with ourselves as well and say, you know, would you ask an employee to work from eight o'clock in the morning until like 11 o'clock at night, like five days a week? No, you wouldn't. If you can set your own timelines, you need to still treat your business as a business and make sure that you're um, not just treating it as a hobby because you'll soon start slipping in different places. But you also need to make sure that you're holding yourself within those boundaries to make sure you don't burn out at the same time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and and speaking of the CEO hat and the the employee hat, um, you are also in addition to uh, doing Ironmans and building your your copywriting business and uh, traveling, you're also um, moving into to more of an agency model. Can you talk a little bit about how you have have made that decision? What you've been what you've been working on? Yeah. So I. But when I first started copywriting, I also fell into that trap of, oh, I need to be everything for my clients. So um, I ended up moving into doing SEO and moving into doing social media, LinkedIn ads, Google ads. And I've kind of learned a lot about the industry as a whole. And then I've really pulled it right back in because it's too much to try and do so much at once. But during that process, I've, I've been able to partner with some creatives who can do those services. Um, so I've got a couple of designers that I've worked with for a while because they're great and I can't design anything. Like if I if I was asked to design something, you would get a stick men and I would consider that good. Um, so I I kind of started working with clients on bigger projects like websites and ads and realized that I needed to have those resources even with pulling back just so I could still do that service. And knowing the process, having the people around me who can do it, um, I've moved more into the agency thing rather than trying to just do copywriting. But it's um, it's not a case of me employing people and having full-time staff. Instead, it's just this is a service that I offer um, as a package. And then I deal with all of the uh, sort of subcontracting out and paying the freelancers back behind me. Mm-hmm. And we... Um, Sorry, I keep it a lot simpler that way because it's it's straight, you know, this is how much time I need from you. This is how much is 
is um, this is how much I'm going to pay you. And then to the client, it's this is how much it's going to cost you. And it's a lot easier than trying to manage overheads at the same time as trying to travel and do everything else. If the work, if I need the work to go down because of a travel commitment or something, I don't have to worry about keeping another person busy. I can just say, look, we've got a gap at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. it. Yeah. It, it's uh, it's we always try to be partners to our clients. Right. And it's we can certainly refer other people to the, to our clients, but um, it's it's even more valuable when our clients can come to us with a suite of problems and we can come to them with a suite of solutions and make that easy for them. And it's certainly not for everyone. If somebody's listening and they're thinking or watching and they say, I just want to be a copywriter. Absolutely. No problem. Could also, by the way, have a copywriting agency, certainly. Um, but what uh, what what tips would you give to someone if they're thinking, oh, I kind of want to move into more or I'm interested in that that agency model? Um, firstly, is try not try not to do everything yourself. Um, you know, we all have strengths and weaknesses, and you know, as much as we, as much as we would like to learn and grow and say we're going to learn how to do everything so that we can do everything, a base understanding is enough so you can give an opinion. But um, being able to give that feedback to someone who just does that is going to be a lot better for your client and it's going to be a lot better for the project. So just just take a step back, get someone else on board with the skill set that kind of complements yours and then go that way. Um, the other thing is don't overcommit. You might be you might have, you know, two, three projects coming up. But if you don't have anything behind that and you don't have a solid sort of sales system to get things constantly inbound, you're going to end up in a position where you're committing to people's livelihoods to pay them, but you can't have the cash coming in or you don't have the cash coming in. Um, so just be very careful about how you grow and try not to get overexcited with the idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, if I may add also, as I think you have done really, really well, is also giving yourself that time to be CEO of the business, to actually spend time in your day, not just putting the hat on and thinking that way, but spending time in your day being the CEO of your business because you can't be in it and working in it and working on it at the same time. It's it, Unfortunately, it's got to be one or the other, but you have to make time for both. Yeah, which watching you do this, uh, I can say, I know for sure that you have been doing a great job at that. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Um, I personally, I'm just curious to know, where are you headed next? I I was going to say, where have you been during this journey? And then where's, where's next? Yeah. God. So, um, so if we stick to just this year, this is country number 10. Um, (laughs) I'm not even halfway through the year. No, we're an halfway for the year, but I'm, I'm going to be a bit easier in the second half. So um, this, I, I had New Year's in Poland. I went to Germany. I went back to Georgia. Um, I went to Amsterdam, naturally, England, Scotland, Spain, Italy, France, and now in Austria. Um, and next, I'm going to be going through Poland again and Lithuania for transit, but I'm heading to Belarus next. So exciting. Oh, doesn't this just make you want to book a ticket, Kate? I'm like, yeah, I mean, get I'm, the credit card. I'm there. As soon as I move, I'm doing, I'm going to take a page out of your book. I'm going to do the digital nomad thing for the year. It sounds great, but honestly, don't travel too much at once. Like I, oh, I, found, I, know. The, I found the, I found the, oh yes, of course, your military wife, aren't you? Uh, yes. Um, so 
uh, yeah, staying staying in one place for a month yeah. or a month or two is nice. Trying to travel even every week is is just too much. Um, even though it could be just a plane journey, it could be just a, just a car journey. It's something else that you've got to add on on top with all the packing and making sure you've got all your documents and. Yeah, it's better to just stay in one place for a little while. So I'm going to Belarus. I'm going to be there for three months. And then after that, we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like people forget that, especially when you're actually planning to work. Like if you're taking a one-week vacation, fine, and you're not working laptops closed, that's that's great. But yeah, when you're actually doing work, yeah, there's no way to do it in a week. You'd be like, I saw nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still remember sitting in the passenger seat of a car with my laptop open in going through the countryside in Germany, trying to get, you know, a Wi-Fi signal through the the special router. And yeah, it's got to, got to plan ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris, this has been uh, fantastic. I know that everyone, everyone listening is going, Ooh, is this something I could do? How much time could I take? Could I do? And uh, I think the good news is, is that it's very possible. It's very, very possible. So if someone is is interested in learning more about you, maybe someone is listening and going, hey, I like how that guy sounds. I'd really like him to work for work for me, write some copy for me. Um, where can people find you? Uh, so hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, Chris Stennett, I'm there. It says freelance copywriter and digital marketer against my name. Uh, quite easy to find. And um, my website is www.copywriter.solutions. Love it. And we'll put those links in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Well, Chris, thank you so, so much for this. Um, I know that I am excited to get back out and travel again. Not to mention, I have personally always liked working while traveling as well. It kind of adds a nice structure to the day. Um, But uh, I think you have also inspired a lot of people who are listening and watching to consider doing the same. So thank you for that. And thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. And so with that, we will catch you all in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.